Hello and welcome to episode number 123 of the VK Bros. With the VK Bros, Jason and Alex on channel, uh, coming at you for an impromptu uh, brave talk show. If you guys ever want to keep to a schedule and accomplish anything, just don't have children. Because children tend to get in the way of things. And uh, unfortunately, both my boys have had little head colds this week, and I think it's culminated in a potential gastro outbreak for Nate Dog. So he's been vomiting and uh, having a bit of diarrhea tonight. So we've actually split the kids up. Amanda's taken him to quarantine over at her mum's place, and I'm at home with Jakey Boy, who's currently asleep. So obviously I couldn't make it to the studio. But how are you going, Alex? Uh, I'm good. I'm good? good. I had a nice little... Uh brunch today mm -hmm. with the uh, other brother and sister-in-law so it was nice yep and um had a much less productive day i had an appointment um move till monday and it was funny because i had a friend reach out and say hey how good is this i got a text message nicest text message i've ever had from a customer it said i'm not coming in today it's saturday have the afternoon off <laughs> oh really and he's like no one's ever cared before, so they're coming in on Monday. It would have been a lot nicer if they were like, I'm not coming in today, have the Saturday off, but here's my credit card for a deposit. Yeah. That's that a real, if you really want to make a salesperson happy, that's the way that you make a salesperson happy. Shut up and buy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's been a lot of things going on this week, as usual, there's always something. Uh, and two of the main stories that I wanted to cover today, uh, which we'll get to a little bit later. Let's come to it. What's that? I want to talk about some nerd stuff. First. Yeah, yeah, I'll just um, say, say the two topics and then we'll go to you for what you want to start off with. But the two stories I want to focus on, obviously the Twitter files got uh, released this week and there's more to come on that. And also the pretty pretty heart-wrenching story for a parent like myself is the story about Baby Will uh, in New Zealand where there is a lot of controversy about the... Uh, blood transfusion that he requires for his surgery so we will be delving into that because there is a very very large question on uh, medical ethics which is involved in that story which I think is definitely worth covering but uh, let's start off with you Alex what did you want to talk about so where my nerds at where my nerds at is where I'm going to start it I need nerds <laughs> I need nerds uh, I made the mistake. Now, here's a, here's a trick. We've spoken about the importance of sleep before, haven't we? Yes. And one of the things that I've said is make sure that you take sleep seriously and you prepare yourself and make sure that your brain is in a situation where it will get a good night's sleep. Mm -hmm. Well, I made the mistake of starting to research some like programming stuff at nine o'clock at night, which is my bedtime. Yep. And it mean, meant that I could, my brain was on absolute rev limiter mm -hmm. and I couldn't go to sleep till like one o'clock. I, I had a melatonin, um, a, a hit of melatonin to try and, uh, to try and send me. Yep. It did not work. So what I need, this is what I need. This is a shout out. If you know, if, or if you're a nerd yourself, or you know a nerd that knows about programming, I need someone I'm going to be paying someone. I need someone who is pretty tech savvy. Now, I don't think you're going to have to build stuff from scratch. Uh, uh, ideally, I want something built on the Lightning Network. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I think from all my research, and I'm an idiot, I'm a car dealer, 
I believe most of the software, uh, most of the stuff is open source. Therefore, we can access it. We can use it. We can we can bootstrap using other people's uh, work. And I just want to collate it into a way that works for the thing that I want to build. Mm -hmm. I'm serious about it. If you know anyone, hit me up. Cool. Reach out. Yeah. yeah so anyone any i reckon what what i'll do too is i'll cut that into a little clip and i'll post it up on socials too and then anyone who does know some nerds if you could mm. just send it to them just get the word out there because yeah. this could be a very good opportunity for anyone who is so inclined to get involved with and i mean nerds as an absolute um like i'm jealous mate they, they run the world now nerds run the world we I, all know that i i need to i need the skills i need the skill set mm -hmm uh and there's there's some opportunity and it could be it could be very big it could be very cool. it could be very big so yeah, yeah i just want to throw that out. but but like i <laughs> i've um because of the way that i'm geared i want to have like an understanding of the thing so i'm not i'm not like an outsource guy i'm not like a hey this company do this and that company do that yeah i want it I want to have an understanding of it myself so I know what it is that I'm doing. Well, you're an outsource guy. You just want to be involved in the process so you can learn along the way. But even first, like accounting for my business, like a lot of people have just said, oh, just go get an accountant. Now I've got an accountant, but they only see them once a year after yeah. I've collated everything. And I do every, like I, I do all my, my business activity statements. I do that all myself. Yeah. I input all the data myself. I don't just bring like a shoebox full of receipts and go, boom, this is it. Yep. Yeah. I do it all myself. So now I have like a real understanding. Oh, okay. The reason why we do that is for that. And that equals that. And I think that really helps keep track of your business. And yeah. it's a, similar to this. If you don't know what you are asking for, how do you ask for it? Yeah. Or how do you know that you're getting what you're asking for? So if I just went out there and said, Hey, I need a developer make this. Mm -hmm well, you know, is it going to be 10 grand? Is it going to be 200 grand? That's right. You would never know. You'd never know. Yeah. You'd never know. So I, I need to have some understanding. Hence the reason why I spent, like, I've, I've spent hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of research. Uh, and if I think this lightning thing might be the absolute game changer, if it is, it's going to be real slick. Awesome. I can't say anything more. I can't tell people what it is. Yep. yep. But um, uh, watch this space because it's going to be. Yeah. It's going to be. And really reach reach out if you can help. Like. Yeah. Do that. Mm -hmm. All right. What else would you like to talk about? Is that all? Just a quick one. Um, a shout out to Coffeezilla mm -hmm. on YouTube. He pretty much got. Sam Bankman freed to admit to at least co-mingling of funds on FTX. Yep. So <laughs> CoffeeZilla, if you haven't followed him, he's he's got a very he's got a very interesting page. He tries to chase um, scam artists, basically, mm -hmm. and he's a pest to SBF <laughs> to the point where the only way that he's been able to speak to him is he hijacks other Twitter spaces. So there'll right. be a Twitter space thing talking to a community and he'll get into it 
and then someone will allow him to speak to him and he'll like take most of the time on he asks really really good questions yeah yeah uh he's making sbf look very foolish because he goes in to these conversations with a plan okay mm -hmm. so how am i going to get him like i know this is the thing that he keeps using this excuse when i ask this yeah so how do i get him to remove that and just focus on this thing oh yep. okay this is how i'm going to ask it he's literally like so, leading yeah, the witness in a way yes yep. in a way yeah i also saw uh unusual whales apparently uh sam bankman freed has agreed to a twitter spaces interview with them on monday it might be Mm. well I, i'm i follow them very closely so yeah uh but it, it's hard to it's hard to listen to i i try to listen to his stuff i've, I've jumped in on some of these spaces mm. he's just lying through the teeth like he just yeah. he, all he just says all he says all the time when anyone asks him anything he'll say i didn't know that this is going to be so severe i should have had more attention on this yeah uh i didn't realize how significant this thing was yeah and i'm like that's your job dude that's the, your job the problem is though that this is straight out of the well it's straight out of the playbook of really anyone who's corrupt they have their word tracks they always go to to try to explain away certain things or shift blame or, or whatever mm. and the benefit of something like the crypto space is that 90 percent of the world's population has no idea about how it works so all he does when he's trying to explain these things when he gets asked legitimate questions is he fills it up with crypto space jargon so 90 percent of people switch off and just leave the conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. they're like i don't understand this it doesn't make sense but at least he sounds um he sounds genuine in the way that he's yeah. bringing it across i mean as genuine yeah. as an amphetamine riddle geek corrupt crook can sound but the other thing that still boggles my mind out of the whole thing is he's still kicking around being interviewed everywhere there's all these puff pieces being written about him from mainstream media like journals and like the new york times and the washington post and all those sorts of things <clears throat> like he obviously was filling the pockets of so many influential people yeah. that the the knights and the break the brigade just came out to defend him straight away and the fact that this guy's not at least in custody pending a trial is just mind-boggling to me yeah there's a lot of memes going around about like uh you know i sent 601 dollars via venmo yeah the tax office wants to know oh i ripped off billions of dollars and you gotta remember the sec is like they should be terribly embarrassed because they've let this happen yeah well like i mentioned now, yes in... it was offshore but they did have a domiciled ftx us yep which was apparently compliant to mm -hmm. all the rules that they wanted so they have let it looks like um because sec much like uh our governing body our financial governing body is paid for by or funded by yeah, industry funded they, industry funded which yeah doesn't work <laughs> it doesn't work no and it's so, what, but that's it looks like one... they're gonna have to pay their fee back yeah, well, that's one of those things too that sounds like it you know it's a way of saving the taxpayer is we go like oh it's funded by industry how good is that taxpayers not even yeah. not even having a fork out this is great but in yeah. practice i mean we've seen that in this regard we've seen it in the pharmaceutical industry they're just bought and sold like we mentioned a few weeks ago the australian tga is 86 percent funded by the pharmaceutical yeah. companies it's supposed to regulate 
It's a broken they, system. They need. They it just needs changing. They factor it in. Okay, this is what the fine's going to be. Yeah, as long as I make ten x that. That's right. And they and they usually do as well. Yeah. And the problem yeah. is too. Uh, if you look at all the lawsuits, like what happened with. Um, what is the the Sackler family that uh, Purdue Farmer? Yeah, Purdue Farmer. Yeah, there. I'm pretty sure the settlement that they paid out is a no fault settlement. So they yep. basically are like, look, we'll pay you all this money, but we don't have to admit any sort of fault. And I believe that the the Sackler family themselves is actually protected from any. Uh, they don't even have to file bankruptcy. Yeah, like insane like they don't have to um yeah it, let's uh, we don't need to, need to go into it it's just that's corruption at work and if just you go, haven't seen it already go watch the series called is it dope, dope sick? sick yeah dope sick it's wild yeah it's wild and to think that that's like um that is a company that like we all know the stuff that they sell we've seen you know uh we've seen not ads here in Australia, but you know all the stuff that they sold, and you know the tactics, and it, it hits really hard. Like you feel like, wow, that I can't believe they got away with that. But this gets me right is. because when did Dope Sick come out? Did that come out during the pandemic. Yeah, I think so. 2021? And like, don't you find that bizarre that that series came out and it was super popular? Like it was yep. trending when it came out. Everyone was talking about it. Super popular. And the entire premise of that show is about a pharmaceutical company that lied about that the fact that their drugs were addictive and lied to not only uh, consumers, but doctors as well, and paid big bonuses to doctors. Oh, yeah, there you go. Uh, and paid massive, like massive, not bribes, but incentives to doctors to push their product. And they got people hooked on it who then like the death to, I can't remember how many people ended up dying as a result of was it was it Oxycontin was that the, the Oxycontin drug was yeah the, was the drug yeah so I don't remember how many people ended up dying but they basically marketed this pain relief drug as a non-addictive drug and what was also interesting about it was the term breakthrough pain that was a marketing term that came from Oxycontin so it, essentially like any any pain relief medication if you've got pain that is from something that will not go away say you've got a major injury or something like that that's not just going to heal itself and you get this sort of pain if you take a pain relief medication you eventually build up a tolerance to it and then when you build up a tolerance to it you generally have to take more to get the same effect it's like anyone who is piss fit like i'm probably going to drink three beers in the show and you guys won't even notice a difference and you got the, you got the whiskey going but if you give three beers to a young kid who's never drank before, they're going to be vomiting everywhere and the room's going to be spinning. So they actually came up with a term called breakthrough pain, which, and literally what they told doctors to do was when a, a consumer reported breakthrough pain, they just doubled your dosage. Like it was it's insane. Awful. So this came out during the when pandemic. Did they, when did they, they brought back breakthrough during the pandemic? Yeah. Breakthrough. Breakthrough infections. Breakthrough yeah, breakthrough invention. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it, what I what I just find so crazy is that the the same people that were like quite happy to accept the vaccine into their lives and push it on their friends and family and co-workers were probably watching Dopesick going, "This is disgusting. I can't believe they would do such a thing." 
but it's it's the same play and they just fell for it again even the same terminology was used and they fell for it again like it's yeah. fascinating to me it's literally that oh. saying of like it is easier to uh, fool someone than to convince them they have been fooled yeah, yeah, yeah. which sure, is why you can sure. just keep pulling the same same tricks over and over again Alright, so next story we'll get into, let's talk briefly about the Twitter files. Mm. So this is something that's extremely interesting and we're not going to do a deep dive into uh, the entire content of them all because most channels are, and if you want to actually deep dive into it, I suggest you just go on Twitter, look for Matt Taibbi or what's the other journalist that dropped some stuff yesterday? Uh, here, I'll, I'll put it up. Um, yeah, just just find I'll it and put, put it up. up on the screen. Here, let me just pop this out of the way. There we go. Yeah, so we're not going to go deep into it. I feel like I like going deep into subjects that you're not going to see around the traps. Uh, whereas if it's something like this, when it, everything is clearly documented and it's easy enough to find, I'm not going to go heavy into it. But there are some really, really big themes for this. Uh, that have come out of this for me, sorry, I should say. And essentially, if you have been living under a rock and you don't know what we're talking about, since Elon Musk took over Twitter, in the last three days, they have released what they're dubbing the Twitter files. And it's essentially about the, it's the documented history pre-Elon Musk's takeover of Twitter showing the collusion between Twitter, the company, and the American government, primarily the Democrat Party, and the FBI and the way that they were amplifying certain voices on the platform and they were suppressing other voices on the platform through various different forms of either shadow banning or um, putting them on a viral block. So in other words, if their content was starting to get a lot of, a lot of views, which would normally amplify so that particular like. content. Yeah, there you go. So... So they argued, they said in 2018, Twitter had been accused of shadow banning and they say, we don't do it. We don't yep. do anything of it. All we do is like hate speech or things that break our terms of service. Yep. Then we, we block that stuff. But it has been found. Barry that, Weiss, that's the other journalist. Barry Weiss. That they have created software that says, and you can see it here. So it's a verified account. They're active. Mm -hmm. But it's, this means throttle a notification spike make sure that they can't be found by search uh give them a not safe for work view right and then there's there's other ones too here we go so this guy charlie kirk uh recent abuse strike notification spike do not amplify yeah okay so so let's say if the audience jumped on it and was like man this what this guy's saying is really interesting they will not amplify which means it won't show up in your trending yep um it's it is here we go. Libs of TikTok. There's another one. Trends blacklist. Recent abuse strikes. So they, libs so of they, libs of they TikTok. They flat out lie. Yeah, and libs of TikTok is one of the most egregious examples of this sort of censorship because all libs of TikTok essentially does is they just repost what they like content from like that people have freely put on the platforms themselves. They just repost it basically to pay them out, and they just collate it all in the one area. So what you're seeing is content that would be amplified and pushed from the user who originally posted it because it follows certain narratives mm -hmm. like pro-Ukraine, pro-LGBTQ, pro-vaccine, whatever it might be. Libs of TikTok would then 
post it ironically on their page and they were stifled and suppressed mm. now i've got thoughts on this but i might throw it over to you first what what is your initial uh reaction to this uh data coming out and what are your thoughts on it well first of all i need to say matt taibbi's twitter files part one was more about how the government was involved in the decision making yeah and we know we've always known that shadow banning that uh that we knew that all this stuff existed but we had no proof and okay. and we were being so, told blatantly that they weren't doing it. And look, we, we had censorship on our own channel. Like mm -hmm. that's why we're here. That's why we're here on Rumble. Rumble. Yep. Uh, Rumble. Thank you, Rumble. Thank you, Rumble, and thank you, podcasting. Yep. Um we we just said the wrong things to the, like on the wrong platform and they just have some keywords and they block uh, like they, they, they block you. Like yep. we spoke about last week about um Andrew Bogut. Andrew Bogut posts something that's from the government website, mm -hmm. gets much, like uh, false, false information. False information. Yeah. yeah. Then Discernible grabs the exact same thing, but puts all this pro-Ukraine, pro-Vax, pro-this, and mm -hmm. it stays up. Like, yeah. it's just, it, it's as blatant. Like, it was too easy to prove. Yeah. But Twitter has had a firm stance to say, we don't do that, mm -hmm. and we have an error in terms of service, and no one else tells us what to do. Yeah, which has just turned out to be a flat out lie. They've got emails. Matt Taibbi, the reporter, did some great work, and he literally just rolled out. Here's the correspondence. Here are the emails sent from uh, uh, Biden, and now Trump did it too. They've all said, okay, this person needs to be deleted. That person needs like this thing needs to be throttled, and they were in cahoots the whole time. So everything that we had thought was real. And to be honest, I don't think anyone denied it. Like I genuinely think no one denied it. I think we just thought. I think the masses thought it was not as significant as what it has found out to be. A, a couple of corrections I'll just briefly make on there. Um, Matt Taibbi said at the end of one of his threads that whilst they were told that the Trump uh, administration requested the same things, they didn't find any in the pr any proof of it in the documents they were given. They're not yeah. saying that that doesn't exist, but they couldn't find it in the documents they were given. And what is interesting about that is like a little extra wrinkle to the story is obviously the the government collusion thing and the, more so the um, collusion with the Democrat Party when Joe Biden was running for office because he wasn't actually the, in the administration in the first place. That, that first bundle came out prior to uh, Barry Weiss's bundle, which was part two which at the same time unearthed the former FBI lawyer, is it James Comey, who was actually vetting the documents before they were even released because yeah, yeah, some yeah. of it implicated him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, James yeah. Comey... Can you send me your homework first before you submit it? I just yeah, it. And, yeah, and so he's been fired. And uh, what's interesting, I think, it, I think it's James Comey. I may be wrong on the name, but um, if, you, if you can look it up and find it... Was that, that was in part two? Yeah. So what is, or it'll, it'll be, um, there'll be news up about him being fired anyway. But what is interesting about him is that he was actually heavily involved in the, uh, in Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign with the Steele dossier, which was the fake dossier created to connect Donald Trump to Russia and the whole Russian collusion story going into the 2016 election. And then after that, so he was actually attached to that too. And 
it turns out that he's been working at Twitter for the last, I think, three years or something like that, and he was actually vetting any of these documents. In other words, going through them and pulling out the bits that he didn't want released. Uh, and that even happened in this latest bundle, which then obviously Elon's found out about. And part of me wonders if this was another trap that Elon has set. So I can't right. remember. I can't remember if we spoke about this on the. Do we speak about the email trick? Yes, we did. Yeah. Okay, but just just briefly, to, if anyone uh, has forgotten about it, early on, as soon as Elon Musk took over Twitter, he found that there was uh, sensitive information that kept being leaked to the media. So. He, tr he, he knew he had a mole and to try to find out where the mole was he sent out this email to all the staff and it was like this really long-winded email about you know stop releasing information blah 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 blah. just a generic sort of company email that was like sent to absolutely every every employee now what the employees didn't realize is that every single individual employee was sent an email that was slightly different because there was a double space in a different part of the email. So when yeah. that email then got leaked to the press, Elon could analyze it and see exactly, okay, this is where the double space is in the in the leaked document. Okay, it was this person and so they ended cool. up getting fired. So cool way to do it. awesome trap that he set. And I part of me even wonders if he sort of half knew about this guy, uh, you know, being a source of the blockages with some of these releases and the first document bundle might have been like part of a trap to get him to out himself as well with Elon running the company. I don't know. But regardless I, of... Elon is Elon is playing 4D chess. 100%. And yeah, I love it how everyone's just saying... But because in the financial world, everyone's just saying, oh, like, look at Tesla. Hey, Tesla's... Hey, yeah. while he's over doing this Twitter thing, look at Tesla, look at Tesla, look at Tesla. Yeah. And oh, he's crazy. You know, he's... He needs to give up this thing. This is crazy. That's that's yeah. the whole narrative. So here's, here's my thoughts on it. Number one, the most important factor out of this for me is this, this censorship, which is now clear as day, and anyone who was red-pilled, for lack of a better term beforehand, knew it. Any, anyone who was blue-pilled... I don't think knew it. I think they thought it was a crazy conspiracy theory because they were told to think it was a crazy conspiracy theory. Mm. But the reality is that this shifted the narrative and the mindset of the Western world over the last three years. It completely shifted it. And what I think is very, very interesting out of this, I saw a tweet about it uh, today actually, where someone from America had tweeted saying that even when you had a, like, because the thing is, this is not limited to Twitter. Twitter's just the only one we're going to know about. Every other platform's doing the same thing. Sure. Facebook's yeah, yeah, doing yeah. it. Uh, Google's doing it through YouTube. Everyone's doing the same thing. They are stifling conservative or right-wing voices, and they're amplifying uh, liberal or left-wing voices. And what the problem is that that paints a completely false picture of what's actually happening in the world. And I think we've seen glimpses of this uh, false picture being, um, you know, exposed with things like, you, you would have seen that there was two movies that came out in the last six months that bombed. There was the Disney the movie Disney uh, Strange World. 
and there was uh the comedy movie bros so the bros was bros is like the romantic comedy about two gay dudes and that was the one that when that one bombed at the box office they blamed all the straight people called it like called all the straight people bigots saying they didn't want to go and watch it but i think that both of those movies were an example of we in in all media spaces whether it's social media mainstream media or things like streaming platforms netflix binge all of those things we've seen a complete over representation of for example lgbtiqa plus content compared to the percentage of lbgtiqa plus people in uh in the world we've seen an over representation so then if you go on twitter for example prior to elon taking over you would assume that the the percentage of people who are either identifying as or massive supporters of was much higher than it actually is in in the real world and then when you actually launch a product out into the real world which is aimed at that market and the uh consumption of that product is far lower than your expectations that shows you the divide between the fake narrative that you've been sold and what reality actually is right so my number one concern out of all of this stuff is how much damage this censorship has done to the world not only in mental health and mental illness because we see a lot of mental illness especially with things around COVID and stuff like that but also physical health and wellness how many people died during the pandemic because certain voices like the like dr pierre corey for example uh if anyone knows who dr pierre corey is he was in the frontline COVID critical care alliance he was one of the first uh frontline doctors who came out and was actively treating COVID 19 patients and had an amazing su- success rate and the thing that is so fascinating about him was he was using ivermectin in a protocol with a whole stack of other drugs right and like the whole story about ivermectin has been like ivermectin doesn't work but every trial is literally designed to fail right they use it as a standalone instead of actually trying to follow the protocol that those guys they also use it after the fact whereas the studies that were done prior said if if you use it as a prophylactic yep prior to infection it would actually reduce infection yeah but also you can use it as a like go for it but you can actually use it uh when someone is infected along with a whole bunch of other drugs in in a protocol right and he was pushing this anyway he appeared and he testified under oath in front of congress on what his team was doing and what their success rates were and that video was up on youtube and then that video got flagged as medical misinformation and removed from youtube yeah right speaking under oath in front of american congress so this like extrapolating this out to the entire western world how many lives have been cost because if you're a doctor for example and you you you're not enough of a specialist to have even known about the possibility of using ivermectin and the the frontline critical care alliance protocol you may not have known about it how many patients could you have potentially saved by using that protocol early on even before vaccines were available right how many people died unnecessarily because they stifled that information because it didn't fit whatever narrative the the powers that be wanted to push that's See, a- i have a new 
I have a new approach to life after something I heard on Bitcoin Magazine's podcast on Rumble. Right. And they've had some guests in. And one of the guests, his name's Nolan, or he's at Count DTC. So they're crypto guys, Bitcoiners in particular. Now, he, I would say, from Rona, he's more, I would say he's more Mm blue-pilled. But he said this. He goes, the real lesson is, it's about your own self, um, oh shit, what do you say? It's assessing your own levels of risk. Yep. He's like, so forget all the noise out there, focus 100% on what it is that you and your family, what your own levels of risk are, yep. and do whatever you need to make sure that you're okay. Yeah. Because I do feel like, and especially after we, um, especially after the Victorian election, yep. and we spoke about it here last week, where I felt like, man, we're so on the periphery. But yeah, do you know what? We are. But I'm now going to manage my own risk when mm-hmm. it comes to everything. So so I'm not going to ask, you know, I just can't, uh, I don't know if I told you, but I cancelled my um, private health color. Mm-hmm. All that money's going straight to Bitcoin. Yep. <laughs> right? Better insurance um, policy. Yeah. So I am going to be 100% solely responsible for any risks that I take yep. financially, physically, medically, spiritually, what, like all of that, it's, 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 I'm going to take that up from me. And it's up to everyone to say, okay, what is, what, what am I willing to do this time? And I think if everyone did that, the right thing would happen. And I, I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, well, they've had all the wrong information. The information was there. You just had to, you had to peel the layer back. Yeah. Like, but the we av- still got it. Yeah, we did because unfortunately the the key factor that we have over and above the majority of the population is that you and i've worked in sales for a long period of time and we're very used to being lied to we get lied to every single day as part of the job so we are very we, it has been our job it's ingrained in us to go what you're saying is not what you actually mean what's the ulterior motive behind what you're saying we are programmed to do that as salespeople. the majority of the public are not and the problem is I mean, to get into to get into the real details, number one, I 100% agree with you that everyone needs to take more personal responsibility and be able to assess their own individual level of risk and act accordingly to that. But the problem is that if you were, own, you were not able to assess your own level of risk because you were only shown information during, especially towards the beginning of the pandemic and the beginning of the vaccine rollout, you were only shown information that completely overestimated the danger of the disease itself and completely underestimated the risks of the vaccination. So a regular punter off the street who is completely disinterested in the majority of things going on in the world will just just went and did what they were told was the right thing to do. And this but they is they deserve it. What's that? They deserve that. They no, deserve that. They in don't this, I think I think in this world, like I said, all the information in the world is right here. All of it. It's not all, though. But it is. But it's we, not. We had it the whole time. We, but, yeah, we, no, but we went, we knew where to look for it. hundred percent know how to look. You'd have to know how to look. If there's one thing to know, it's how to research. It's how, it's, it's how to access information. Yep. All here. Yep. So but you have I to remember when now. you were being told 
not only that you should do all these things, but also that you're not a medical researcher, therefore doing your own research, you'll end up doing more harm than good. And like when you had like, what's the number one search platform on the planet? Google. And Google is one of the most corrupt when it comes to stuff from the pandemic. The like the entire structure was built around people not being able to find the correct information. And then the next factor is, even if you could find that, because they had managed to build enough public sentiment in their direction, they then just banned stuff that that you you could have done anyway. Like they brought in the mandate so unvaccinated people couldn't do certain things. Like the TGA in Australia banned doctors from prescribing ivermectin to treat COVID nineteen. After Rogan's, after Rogan sinks, and what is even yeah. what's fascinating about that story too is that just recently, with zero fanfare at all the CDC was forced to admit that they had no evidence that ivermectin doesn't actually work to treat COVID. They were just saying that at the time, it was a recommendation. They never um, they never told doctors not to prescribe it. This is in their own quotes. They never told doctors not to prescribe it. It was a recommendation because they did not have enough evidence to show that it was effective for the treatment of COVID-19 which is far different to what Australia did, where they just flat out banned it. Yeah. Right? I mean, so I wonder if there's going to be some follow-up around that too. Remember this? Like, we knew about this. I don't know if this is the exact site, but remember we knew that there was IV Meta or C19IVM.org. Yeah. Yep. And where a place where they've compiled the 93 i think at the time the last time i looked at this it had 60 like yep. peer-reviewed studies mm -hmm. and it's like it's all the data is here and it, like it all supports it yeah and then they would cherry pick the like like the mainstream media would say oh no there's this one guy that died because he overdosed on the horse version of it which and like that's they, they were just stuck to that well also there was a stories about how they were this was in america they were saying that there were COVID 19 patients dying because there weren't hospital beds available because too many people were overdosing okay. on ivermectin which proved to be a blatant lie as well but even worse the one story, uh, sorry, the one study about ivermectin that the media picked up on and ran with was the TOGETHER trial. And the TOGETHER trial was, uh, we've spoken about this on the podcast months ago, but the fascinating thing about the TOGETHER trial, number one, they released the result, in quotation marks, of the study six months before they released the study itself. So they said, oh, the study showed that ivermectin doesn't work to treat COVID. And then they didn't release any of the study for peer review for another six months. But the media ran with the headline for the first month and then used that to push down ivermectin. Then when the study actually came out, there was massive holes all through it. The whole thing's been picked apart. It was literally designed to fail. And the number one metric that you can tell that it was designed to fail was because um, the, the effectiveness of ivermectin is dosage dependent and also the uh, one of the key uh, comorbidities that affects your uh, outcome from COVID is how obese you are. And what they were actually doing based on body mass index, once you got to a certain level on the BMI and then went above that, they actually decreased uh, yeah. the dosage of ivermectin. Yeah. which is the polar opposite of what you were supposed to do. You were supposed to increase it the more obese the patient was. So it was literally designed to fail. 
What's that? How beast are you? Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll go into that next week. Um, but also, but yeah, yeah. So, so but, but oh, so before we move on, before we move on, before we move on, do you know who funded the the Together trial? No. FTX. Bill. <laughs> FTX funded the Together trial, oh. so that tells you everything you need to know about how corrupt yeah, yeah, yeah. that trial was. But yeah, getting back to the Which point. Which goes back, but it goes it, so that it, okay. I do not cop now that people like if people don't know, it's on them. The information is there, and there's actually nothing that we can do to help. We can do this, like we we can do this, and we can tell people on the street. But if you're not willing. Like, this is the thing that I call, if you're not willing to peel one layer back of the internet yep. to find something that's as important as an injection, uh, whether lockdowns are viable, whether you should place your money here, where you should trust a, a political party, yep. if you're not willing to put any work in, you deserve what you get. Yeah, that's, I, that's how I feel now. I made a comment to that effect on a post, and it wasn't my finest moment, but I saw a post during the week, and it was something like, is along the lines of obviously so in melbourne you've just had the election sorry in victoria you've just had the election and they're like they've got a covid wave going through now and they've had these issues with hospital beds patients not being able to get hospital beds because they're the yeah. hospitals around them blah 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 and uh yeah, not enough nurses and they're saying that there's too many nurses that have been laid off because they're because they're covid positive and yeah. I just left a comment on the post going, problem is Victorians will blame the nurses. Because that's where, that's where like the, the mentality is. Just blame, the, like they'll blame the nurses. They won't, like this, because this is what you're saying. This is what they voted for. They voted for this. Dan Andrews has been in charge of that healthcare system for the last 13 years. This is what you voted for. So I agree with you to an extent there. You do get what you deserve. However... The problem is, for the majority of people who are blue-pilled, they will never see one single piece of content that tells them to peel a layer back because all of the people who were creating that content were stifled, except one guy, which is Joe Rogan, who the media then demonized and called crazy far-right extremist and that everyone who follows his, um, who follows his show were just a bunch of Jim Bro idiots. Like they just they, they just do character assassination. His, do you remember when they showed the so the post that he put up when he got COVID and then recovered from it using that protocol with yep. it included that I've detected, and CNN put a filter over him that make him look really yellow and like yep. the Twitter would like ripped it apart. They're like, oh, this is the original. This mm -hmm. is what CNN put up. Yeah, and they literally made him look sick. Now this um, is that that sort of rolls me into the next point that I had. Because what is fascinating to me about the whole Twitter files thing and all the corruption that's going on, which links in with that, that story about Rogan, the whole story was about demonizing Ivermectin in that Rogan story. What no mainstream media outlet focused on was the fact that his post literally said after, was it two days, whatever, he was fine. Mm. So the key piece of information was I, I got sick. I took this protocol, two days later I'm completely fine. They ignored that to push the narrative. And when you look at this Twitter files release, what I find so fascinating is 
the rebuttal you've had so number one matt taibbi was absolutely attacked by mainstream journalists attack dogs all over the the western world everyone's saying that he's not a legitimate journalist and you know uh you're just doing pr for the richest man in the world like there was all of these people attacking matt taibbi and none of them attacked based on the content of the leak yeah. so yeah, yeah. so this is what i said last yeah. week about the left doesn't care about data so you mentioned last week that the vk bros are on twitter i'm honestly too scared to post on twitter because i know i'm going to get into an argument with people who don't care about facts and i don't want to engage in that no post and forget post forget post forget yeah, post, like yeah. that. That's what we want to have to get to do. That, but that's but that's the reality but, no, I, I, I of, totally, of the world at the moment. I totally see what you're saying. Like, and and but, but you know what? This is the thing that I find hilarious. This is the funniest thing, and you'll appreciate this more than me mm-hmm. because you're more of a fighter than I am, right? But but not one of these people would ever say this to you. So I've had I've had incidents on the street where I've mentioned, you know, in like hey, like they will have a stance on something and i'm like okay how did you get to that so what are you basing that on yeah what okay so so where what data did you get to give you that outcome yeah they just look at this blank face and i'm like okay what if i told you that this is because of this this i'm happy to send it to you like 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 have a look and then the conversation's over but you literally have done that that interaction there is the exact reason why you have that response because the things that you do is completely different to what they do in that you asked one question. Yeah. yeah they don't what, ask one question. What? Where did you get that from? Well, so how did you get to that? That's It's really, really powerful. It, yeah. It's a it's a flat-out salesman tactic. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what we used to you. But it, it actually helps understanding because you make the person realize, oh, wait, I just heard it. Yeah. And most people, and look, I, I um, you know, we do it here on this show. We spout stuff that we hear... You know, in, in, in a way, we're just an aggregator of information that we've picked up. 100%. And then we feed it to you so that yep. you don't have to go and uh, um, find it from somewhere else. And you might yep. appreciate the way that, that we look at it. Now, um, I think I think that the... I think Twitter's a far better place now than it was, like, since, yep. since um, Elon has taken over. It has a very different feel. I'm not, I wasn't a bigger Twitter massive twitter user before yeah but i was at, i was on it I, did, I didn't really post but i was on it um i feel like it's very much a better place the the feed seems to be better it seems to be a more positive place yep. now than it was before um now lefties might think well no it's a it's a you know it's a wasteland now they they may feel that way and i can see why like they've had it so good for so long yeah but um tying this to the disney thing disney learned the cost of that like going woke yeah twitter learned the cost of going right although they jagged a great deal because um elon's price of purchase was based on a share price during a inflationary bubble yeah right so they got a free kick. If they were, if they were, if you were to reprice Twitter today, it's probably ninety percent down, just like everything else is. Like not, yeah, not yeah, because yeah. they were any worse than anyone else, but tech is down, 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 down. Yeah. 
But it's still, in my opinion, still a good investment for Elon because he has a whole range of different businesses that he can now sell on Twitter. Yeah, look, I, 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 did, I definitely think that there is a, um, like, no one can compete with the Meta, Twitter, um, TikTok. You can't create something from nothing and make yeah. it bigger than what they've got. They've got a monopoly on it, so I get why he had to buy it. Uh, I heard a rumor that um, there might be a massive acquisition coming in the tech space. Mm. Disney. So after this Disney flop, they've actually got rid of the old CEO. Yeah. And they brought back the old one. Yeah, yeah. Now he's been grilled a couple of times. There's a rumor that Apple is going to buy Disney. Yeah, I've heard that too. Now, I had a conversation with someone during the week. They're like, no, nah, no, nah, it can't happen, can't happen. Disney's too valuable. It's actually not as valuable as what people think. Mm. I think we have this like sentiment that uh, 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 like, you know, as kids, we thought it was, it's a big brand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here, I'll check out a uh, market cap. But you've also got to think too, the the profitability of Disney is now starting to go down the toilet because they used to make the lion's share of their money through ticket sales at movie theaters because you knew if there was a Disney movie coming out, every single child was going to watch that movie and they'd make an absolute fortune. Well, people aren't really going to the movies anymore, especially young kids, because they can just watch everything on a streaming platform at home. And if you think that, let's say that back in the day, you would go and watch one movie per week as like your outing, and you'd probably have at least one adult and one child going to that movie, and an adult ticket might be $10, and a child's ticket might be $5. You're making 15 bucks a week from that family, which is 60 bucks a month, plus a little bit. Now, you're on Disney+, Plus and you get it for whatever it's $10 a month or something. Like, you can see how their profitability is starting to dive. And can they you... actually hurt themselves by having the um, by having their... Uh, by having their streaming service actually hurt them, I think. And look at this. Okay, Agreed. so market cap, $170 billion. Yep. Okay, now I'll see if this works. No, that didn't work. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. $170 billion. Remember that figure? Remember that figure? Remember that figure? Mm-hmm. $170 billion. Apple is worth $2.26 2. Yeah. Now, for people that don't know, uh, Apple not only has that ridiculous market cap, I think they're the first company to ever have a trillion dollars in cash. Yeah, they get cash. Yeah. So they could shit in that purchase. They could pay cash for for Disney. And what does it do? Now, I've done this analysis. I won't bore you with uh, and bring it up. But um, Netflix is the top dog in the streaming wars. Yep. Uh, Then you had, uh, I think it was... Paramount? Hey. Paramount, yep, was number two. And then, like, really, like, it drops down heaps and goes to, uh, uh, I think, Apple's third. Anyway, it's tiny, like, almost minuscule. But this this acquisition, if you put Apple and Disney together, it actually puts them into solid third place. Right. So, if anything, like, if you if you think 2.26 trillion versus 160 billion, it, to, to me, it's a no-brainer. You would do that deal. Yeah, it... It's interesting because it does sound like it's something that should just be a no-brainer for Apple to purchase. However, 
I don't know if there would be any sort of blockages in regards to anti-competitive conduct or anything like that because no I don't, what's that? That, that, that it's they're exempt because the monopoly like what monopoly have they got they don't have a monopoly they're they're a they would argue that they are a phone company that happens to sell some services the only reason why i'm even thinking about this at all is i don't know if you've seen in the news lately but it looks like i don't know if it's the sec or some other uh governing body is looking at blocking microsoft's purchase of activision blizzard Right. have you seen that no. and I, I think it's because you've literally got two massive competitors in a space that it is like an anti-competition type thing so i don't so know if apple Microsoft... buying disney uh, would be no, the same thing i know what it is yeah yeah but, but okay but that's different though that's different because you've got activision's marketplace and you've got microsoft's marketplace microsoft's trying to push everyone to go through their marketplace activision just wants everyone to go like directly to them for the content Yep. So that's where, like, I, I can see that. I would say it would be, be more so... hard to say that Apple, Apple... It, like, it's hard to say that Apple can't buy Disney, because what monopoly are they getting? Well, I, I like, with the Microsoft Activision Blizzard thing, I think it's because they want every Activision Blizzard game to only be available on a Microsoft device, which will therefore potentially push out other competitive devices like your sony playstations and etc etc whereas if you look at you know apple buying disney it could be argued that you'd be going a similar way because disney obviously acquired all the rights to all of the marvel movies which are probably the biggest movie franchise on the planet at the moment so if apple then goes and buys disney and then drives everyone towards like apple tv it could be an anti-competitive advantage sort of thing. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not a lawyer. I don't think... I think people get too caught up with Disney on the content. I think the content side is a loss leader. That Them having their own Disney Plus and buying all their Marvel stuff back, I think you're better off selling your the, the Marvel stuff to the streaming platforms and having that continuous revenue stream as opposed to keeping for yourself and trying to get 15 bucks a month off punters. Yeah. Like, I... like, okay, so do you want 15 bucks a month or do you want, do you want a hundred million dollars for one year? Yeah, I think, I think they would look at it as $15 a month. And as a parent, I think that the Marvel, the purchase of the Marvel catalog was a carrot to offer to parents whose kids are pestering them for, to watch Disney movies and go, well, I guess if I subscribe to Disney+, Plus, at least I can watch all the Marvel shit as well. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree, totally agree. But yeah. I just, for me, it hasn't worked. Their, you know, their, their, their stock is, is not doing well. Um, you know, the work thing... It, I, Look, we, we might ham onto it about how it's a big flop. And, and, and look, it was a big flop. I think they're going to lose $100 million out of it. Yeah. That's like a drop in the water. Um, they, I don't know. I could see it happening. You know, I'd, I'd be happy to wager, you know, a thousand sats that, that um, Apple ends up buying Disney. Yeah. And I think it's a good move because Apple is not a tech company anymore. They are a services company. No, they're a, they're their own fucking large country, man. <laughs> like, they're, yeah, the country with, that happens to be domiciled in Ireland. Yeah, but I also think they would be the only country on the planet that has a positive balance sheet. Mm. Apart, apart from maybe Saudi. They are, the, they are the only um, part of Fang. You know, Fang is 
uh, like in terms of the stock market, Fang is Facebook, Amazon, Apple, no Netflix, uh, Netflix, Google. Right. Yeah, yeah. So that those are like the top five performing stocks over the last five years. Yeah. But now it's like <laughs> it's like Facebook nowhere, Amazon nowhere, um, Netflix nowhere, mm. Google nowhere. But Apple is like outperforming. Yeah. All of them. Yeah, so it's 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 weird when you see because I get on unusual whales. They'll send like a stock report at the end, close of every day, and they'll they'll have like the green square or red square if it's up or down. Yeah, Apple's just up and up and up and up. And did up. you did you notice how there was that massive push from all the lefties who were upset about losing their safe space on Twitter, pushing Apple to ban Twitter from the App Store because of hate speech? Did you, did you notice how quickly that talk all went away when Elon threatened to make his own phone? <laughs> no, I think that was a bullshit story. I actually think that was a bit of an Elon troll. So I, I, I think it was an easy thing to throw out there. I saw him... Look, so the, the story that... said that it, never, it was never on the cast. The story that every journalist ran on, I thought was over the top. But I saw Elon's tweet when someone had literally said to him, if you get kicked out of the app store and also the Android app store as well, would you consider making your own phone? And all his tweet said was something along the lines of, if it's the only available option, yes, I'll consider it. Do you know what's wild though? Is that he is actually in the perfect place to make his own phone. Yeah. So Tesla, Tesla cars have their own, so that you can't use Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. Right. He has his own operating system on yep. all Tesla cars. Yep. Now, arguably, they've got more features in that car than what your phone has. Yeah. Okay. Or if not the same amount. So he's got an OS, mm-hmm. right? Tick. Yep. He's got the battery contracts. Mm-hmm. Tick. He's a manufacturer. Yep. Tick. He has, so iPhone 14 has a feature that allows satellite uplink if you're outside of a range of like a normal tower. Yep. So satellite can use for emergency calls. Well, he could tie it into Starlink and you could do calls over Starlink or data over Starlink. So he can actually own all the infrastructure. Mm. That's why I think it was a bit of a troll. I think he's thrown it out there as like, I don't think, I think it was an empty threat. Yeah, it was. But he started out there like, "Hey, I can do it." It was a negotiating tool. That's all. It might even be bigger than that. It might even be a precursor to. Look, put it this way: I think the story was bullshit. I think the reality of a of a Tesla phone is very real. Yeah. So it wasn't so, an empty threat then. No. <laughs> no, no. I mean, Apple's threat. Apple's threat was an empty threat. Apple's. I don't think Apple's threat was at, was real. I think Elon post. I, I think Elon did this whole thing to to uh, uh, potentially like get. Okay, put it this way: if he went out tomorrow and, and said to the market, "Hey, we are thinking about this Tesla phone. Give me a hundred dollar deposit now yeah. to secure your phone in two years." How much money would he raise? How many people would buy yeah. a Tesla phone tomorrow? I feel like Apple's threat was potentially a negotiating tactic of sorts as well and this is it's a the reason why i'm thinking this is because it's a tactic that i've been known to employ in the past with employers when i'm not getting what i feel like i want or need 
and I wouldn't be surprised if even entertaining the idea was literally designed to spur an urgent conversation with Elon, which then once they've gone and actually spoken to each other behind closed doors, both of them have been like, there's no issue here, we're all good, see, like, we're moving on. And it may have been something along the lines of, you know, is there data about Apple that Twitter could have been releasing in these files that maybe they're not going to because they've come to an agreement or something like that? See, I think Apple gets away from, like, I think they, they are nowhere near as culpable as what all these big tech companies. That's why I think they've been so strong. Yeah, especially when you consider yeah, everything that's going be, on at their factories in China at the moment. Like, they may be censoring stuff, but no one talks about it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I've never felt it. It's, it's not like iMessage has stopped me sending, you know, far-right extreme texts to the boys. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Do you know, um, do you know so, the funniest thing about Apple? I feel like out of all of the tech companies, the reason why we are, like, why they do get away with more than probably what everyone else does, and why they, they don't even do as much as what everyone else does, at the end of the day, they just want to make a dollar. They just want to make yeah. money. They are a business yeah. here to make money. And funnily yeah. enough, if you are here to make money, you generally make decisions that the majority of your users agree with because you want to keep them yeah. happy and keep them coming back for more. Right? Like... That's that's all they've been doing. They've just been making business decisions instead of moral virtue signaling bullshit decisions. Almost worth three trillion dollars. Not bad. There you go. Well, probably, you I don't know if the market. I don't know how, if market cap counts the amount of money. It probably doesn't count the amount of money you got in the bank. So they might already be a. Well, put put it this dollars. way too. Once the market actually recovers, like they've got to go over there, right? Oh easily yeah if everything's had a massive downturn surely they'll have to get back up there now look we, right, we are can we talk about this downer of a story because i hate this story but can we talk about yeah it? okay well we have to talk about it. so there is a very uh interesting and heartbreaking story for a parent like myself coming out of new zealand at the moment of baby will so he is the child of a new zealand couple who was born premature and requires heart surgery his heart surgery will require a blood transfusion and his parents had requested for the hospital to only provide unvaccinated blood of which they had already sourced uh, about 20 odd uh, donors that had the correct blood type who were willing to donate blood for the surgery. The hospital refused their request and insisted that they continue with the surgery using vaccinated blood because they didn't want to set a precedent of people requesting their own blood. So it was nothing about whether or not it was the right thing for the child or not. It was more so about setting a precedent. So the, they were obviously at loggerheads and this actually ended up going to, uh, I think, the Supreme Court in New Zealand and the court sided with the state. So what this means is the state has taken temporary custody of the child for basically the surgery and until the post-surgery recovery is over and then the parents will receive custody of the child back. Now, did you did you want to say anything on this before I get into it? Well, I, I'm, I'm going to be at risk here because I'm not a parent and I haven't I'm going to sound completely heartless when I say that's their system. Unfortunately, it, just, it sucks, 
but unfortunately New Zealand's law is different to some other countries. Like you would have the ability in Australia to request that and it, it could be granted, but over there they don't. It, and and I want to counter it with, like to, to defend the decision of the state, is there are times that we would, or even you would as a parent, would, you would say, hey, I think this kid should be taken by the state to make sure that the best thing happened for the kid. Mm-hmm. It just so happens that in this case, it's not something that we would like. Yeah. All the parents would like it in, in, for that fact. Yeah. So, and look, that, that's fair enough that that's your opinion on the subject because it is it is a very tricky subject uh, to, to wrong analyze. Wrong place, wrong time. Like, it sucks. They're yeah. wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. They live in the wrong country. If they lived in Australia, it would be, it would be fine. It wouldn't be a story. Yeah. It's, and, and, and I think, I think having your kid taken away from you, I couldn't imagine. Like it just, it sounds horrific. horrific Have you seen the horrific. video? Yeah, it's it's horrendous, man. I can't believe. Like I totally understand why the husband kept his cool the way that he did, because he's right when he says that he would just be arrested, handcuffed, and probably beaten Absolutely. on the ground if he was too aggressive. Me in the same situation, I don't know if I would have been able to keep my cool like that. Um, yeah, of course you wouldn't. I know what you did when we got, um, we got, uh, we had some uh, intervention via a certain government agency at Indy, <laughs> which was not aimed at you; it was aimed at me. And I saw what you did for me. I'm sure if it was your own kid, it would be much worse. So I know it would be much worse. I all, know that for a fact. All I'm going to say is this: to anyone who listens to this video, do not get between me and my children. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, so here's my thoughts on on the subject. Number one, this is what happens when you surrender your medical freedom to the state. Mm. This would not have happened three years ago. Now, obviously, you can say that, oh, there's because there wasn't any unvaccinated blood three years... Oh, sorry, vaccinated blood three years ago. Yeah, okay, whatever. There is no way that the state would have felt so emboldened to make such a decision before the majority of the Western world surrendered their medical freedom to the state in the last two years. This is an inevitable outcome, right? Now, one of the things that we said at the beginning of, not the vaccine rollout, but the vaccine mandates, because you and I, we, I think it's fair to say, we we didn't we said we weren't going to get vaccinated because we didn't know enough about the vaccines to be comfortable with getting vaccinated but if people chose to do that that's up to them just don't force it on people yeah and obviously one of the warnings that we said at the beginning was like it'll it'll be nice at the beginning of it but when they start forcing people towards the end, which was the inevitable outcome, people needed to push back and not enough people pushed back early enough. And that's why it went as long and as far as it did. We are more anti-mandate than we are anti-vax. Yes. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 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 I, I don't, I believe... Yeah, like, so how many, there's just, just a little side thing. There's people in your network that have just recently contracted COVID for the second time. Are they three or four doses? Uh, like Albo, our prime minister, is four in? And yeah, he's got and he just got it the second, second time. time. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I would say probably four, 
because one of them has a government well sorry two of them have a government job so i would assume that they would potentially still need to can keep their boosters how many times have you had it covid yeah i've had it twice i've had it once yeah but and the first time i had it, i didn't even know i had it the second time it knocked me around like a bad cold would but look my me thinking about my app had worse outcomes <laughs> but anyway sorry so, so to get back to the point, um, this story for any parent out there should terrify you because while you're saying that this wouldn't happen in Australia, that, that's not a foregone conclusion that it wouldn't and that it couldn't end up there because things we saw during the pandemic. So I was lucky. I had two kids during the pandemic. My first child I had the, the, at the exact same time that the first case was in the Gold Coast Hospital. So we obviously had no ill effects. You were in the same place. Nate was born in the same place as the first case. Yeah, of COVID in Queensland, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So we had, but we had no dramas with that. Now, my second child, it was extremely stressful in the lead up to that because number one, I had medical professions trying to push vaccination on my pregnant wife. And these are the same medical professionals who were like, oh, don't take vitamin C, you know, because you're pregnant, like you don't want to chance it, but they're quite happy to push an untested medical procedure. But number two, we also had the pressure of, it was like, this was when mandates were on and off and on and off all around yeah. uh, Queensland. And I had all these people saying to me, you're not going to be able to be there at the birth of your child because yeah. you're unvaccinated. Now, when I actually went to the hospital, no one asked me. So, Because they know. knew. And that, that's, what, what did I call it? It was like, um, uh, oh, it, I had said that a, a lot of doctors aren't going to push it because they know. They yeah. deep down that they know, yeah. so they're going to let it not happen. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Agreed. Because look, there's there's no record of me entering the hospital and not being Correct. vaccinated for them to get in trouble. So yeah, yeah they know their systems. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, the issue is that the the request that these parents made, in my opinion, is not unreasonable, especially because they lined up people to service the need. So it should literally be as simple as the parents have requested unvaccinated blood for whatever reason they've requested it. They've got donors available. Let's go and suck it out of them and let's go and get the surgery done. Done and dusted. And to me, part of this, because the, the key point that was said in the courts was that they didn't want to set a precedent, right? Mm. Which means it's not, it's got nothing to do with what's best for this child it's about what's easiest for the medical system moving forward. Because I, I can assume that's the only real drama. I Let me play devil's advocate. Okay, so let's say in a country where they don't have the laws like you have here. I think it was here in Canada you can do it, it's, it's fine, but like you can have requests. So they don't have a law, right? Mm-hmm. Well, where does it stop? Okay, well, I only want blood from a gay puerto rican athlete like like as ridiculous as it sounds i can see why you might say okay we can't set a precedent here the rule is first in first but we, we've got this we've got this blood that's a positive that's going bad tomorrow that's yeah. the stuff that we use that's our system so i can kind of see i'm kind of defending new zealand as much as for baby will i get i totally understand where the where the where his parents are coming from yep. i would want the same yep 
but I can kind of see from the New Zealand, like their, that system's point of view, they don't have that built into their framework. Yeah, but Therefore, we, we don't have any of these issues, like any of the things that have been brought in the last two years, like mandates and all that sort of stuff, we've not had to build systems around it because they didn't exist before. So here's my yeah, thing. Maybe- if, if you wanted to have blood from a gay Puerto Rican athlete, if you could provide your own gay Puerto Rican athlete with the same blood type who can be a donor, I don't see how there should be a problem. But if there's a stock management issue, like if you've got old stock that's about to go bad, you're going to have to throw it in the bin. Just do what they did with the vaccines and just extend the shelf life on paper. <laughs> yeah. What's the or difference? Throw it, or throw it in a river. Yeah, like what's what's the difference? But, but he, here's the thing. When it comes to what's in best interest of the child... We have been doing blood transfusions with unvaccinated blood for decades. That's why they do it in hospitals, because they know it works and it's safe to do so. We have not been doing blood transfusions for decades. We have been with vaccinated blood, as in COVID-19 mRNA shot vaccinated blood. We've only been doing that for an absolute maximum of 18 months. So we don't know. No, no, no. But you know this. You know why. Exactly. I know. They cannot. They cannot set that precedent because they know what they did. Yeah. Now, this is... So, this is going to be something that... that You shouldn't be surprised then. Well, look, I'm not surprised. But you can't go to court and argue that we need to essentially medically kidnap your child and do a medical procedure against your will... For, because it's in the best interest of the child. That was the argument in court. There, I'm sure, like, and, if, and I'm guessing you're going to keep very close to this story. Yeah. I'm sure the argument to court will be very specific and it will enable the state to win because it'll... Well, the state's already won. They've the taken the kid. between vax... Yeah, but surely there's going to be an appeal process. There will be a... Like, I would not be surprised to see a very different court case come than what you've outlined there. Look, maybe, maybe, maybe not. And we've seen this. We have, we have seen this in all the, like, in, in America, all the, or no, actually in Australia. The most effective court case that's come to Australia was the Victorian, uh, uh, what was it? Um, the most effective court case has been a case against the government saying you did not take care of us because of the way that you ha- handled the quarantine you're supposed yeah, to yeah, this, this, uh, for the second lockdown right so that and they tried heaps and heaps and heaps and heaps and heaps of anti anti-covid first anti-vaccine yep. next yep. and none of them worked yep. none of them got through mm-hmm. so from a legal framework point of view you're going to find that they're going to have to they're going to have to look the government will look for something because they're Unfortunately, they're going to be way smarter than any lawyer that we can pay for for these young girls' family. Yeah, um, they are going to fo- they're going to say, "Well, it's not a case about that. It's a case about blah blah blah." And in that case, it doesn't stack up. And, so and I agree with what you're saying. And the major concern out of this particular case is that they the government is in the power position. They own the courts. Mm. They've already made a decision. Now that's the precedent. So now that if this ever comes up again, 
for New Zealand. Well, hey, yeah. what what did we what did Australia base the entire vaccine approval process on? An uh, 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 aide going to or talking to someone in China. No, that was the lockdowns, but the, the vaccine no. approvals. What was it based on? The best available information, which is what the CDC did in America. We have done none of our own trials in Australia at all on these vaccines, which tells me we look at international rulings and we'll refer to them as precedents. That's the concern. Yeah, that's true. That's and true. and the thing is, what do you do? Stockpile, stockpile, um, clean blood. Well, I've been saying before, like the next Bitcoin is unvaccinated semen, and I'll let your boy. I'll be giving it away for free every day, dude. No, no, I'm just, I'm just trying to add some scarcity to the market by decreasing the total no supply. There, there ain't no scarcity. <laughs> <laughs> What's that Owen Benjamin pick? Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. No, there's no price for semen because you've set the benchmark at zero dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but, but see, this is the scary thing for me is that this does set a precedent in which, because like, l- analyze what's happened here. The parents, in my opinion, have made a completely medical a medically reasonable request. I've got a premature baby who requires heart surgery. They're obviously not the healthiest kid, right? I want to make sure I stack as much of the odds in the child's favor as I possibly can. And what I do know is that we've been doing safe blood transfusions with un-COVID-19 mRNA vaccinated people's blood for decades. So that we know works and is safe. This now is a new ball game we don't know. So to err on the side of caution, I would prefer not to introduce this variable that could go wrong. To me, that is completely medically reasonable to request, especially when you've provided your own donors. Let me steal, man, that is... um, We don't believe that. We have a 96% vaccination rate. The likelihood of you getting the unvaccinated um, is, is... is too low we still think that vaccination is the best thing to stop blah 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 we understand what you're saying but Mm -hmm. it doesn't fit in the whole context the whole narrative that we've built yeah therefore we cannot continue on with the way that you think so the reason as much as it sucked i look don't get me wrong i 100 percent agree with will's parents i 100 percent agree with you but at the same time, I can see why it's not, they're not going to get what they want. Yeah, because the the officials and the government refuse to actually look at the data. So this is one of the things but, that... And, yeah, well, and they don't have to. They well, don't have to because the argument they're going to use is not going to have anything to do with vaccine efficacy. With it is, That's what I'm saying. That's so here's the thing though, right? And the reason why I'm so against this is because I know from... Uh, following the stuff that Senator Jared Rennick's been posting on his Instagram of his estimates hearings, where he was questioning the uh, previous chief health officer, Brendan Murphy, about spike protein in the blood flow of vaccinated patients. And they had done a study on whether or not spike protein would appear in the blood. Mm. And it showed that not only did it appear in the blood, but on the second day, the levels were still increasing in the blood. And what did they do? They stopped, stopped the trial. Thing. So you know like that there's a potential that there's going to be spike protein in a vaccinated person's blood donation. Get it. I 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 agree. Yep. I totally agree. But it's 
mute. Like none of that's mute, moot, 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 moot. None of it is going to matter in Will's case because that's not what they're going to argue. Yeah. And to me, this shows you that the Western world is verging on a failed state because a like you can judge the strength of a society with how it takes care of its children. And for me to see this case come down to fucking bureaucratic wording in a legal case as opposed to what is right for the child and reducing the number of variables we can introduce to an already compromised child's life because of paperwork bureaucrats and a narrative it means that we're failing as a society i had this argument with a mate of mine during the week i suggested that he look at eastern remedies to an issue that his kid has yep and unfortunately they they do okay so skin things right yeah i had skin issues yeah i i've had i've plagued been plagued by skin issues i had cystic acne as a kid yep cystic acne as an adult yep um and then i had this like really weird rash that would form on my back a big brown blotch that would end up on my back right i've been to multiple western doctors they all prescribe the same thing steroid cream yeah okay if there's something on your skin put steroid cream on it make that thing go away but it always just kept keep coming back right now i go to a chinese doctor great chinese doctor in cool and mm-hmm. and he said and then i subsequently did a stack of research myself skin issues are not of the skin skin issues are something that happens inside your body and your yeah. skin is a reaction to that thing yep so i saw this when i had this skin ailment okay first first of all my acne thing it turns out i'm allergic to vitamin b12 no one's diagnosed that except myself yep. okay you know my skin's been great you've you've known you're like a brother to me right and, and and i can manage my skin now i don't have the pimples that i have now that's right because i stay away from b12 yep. b12 in very limited cases i'm allergic to it it creates uh, um like a, a pustule um reaction to it under the skin yep and i have pimples okay mm-hmm. now this other thing that i have western doctor after western doctor after western doctor who, who give me steroid cream after steroid cream after steroid cream and i'm like this it made sense to me i'm like this is not working this it's it's just treating the surface layer yeah so this Chinese it's treating the symptom not the cause yeah so this Chinese, Chinese doctor goes, no, skin stuff is is a reaction to the things that are happening inside you. Have you been eating lots of processed food? He's feeling around my body. He goes, have you been eating lots of processed food? And at the time, yeah, I had been. Feels yeah. around again. Have you been drinking lots of alcohol? Uh, yeah, I have been. Uh, okay, your liver's overheated. Um, oh, no, damp. I think they call it damp. In Chinese, they call it damp. Right. Take, this, take this tea, stop drinking, for a while stop taking a processed food and it's gone and i've managed it and i've never had it come back yeah okay now i had this argument with one of my guys during the week because his kids got skin issues yeah and i know other kids that they like they've got skin issues too and they just cover them in cream yeah the cream only masks the symptom yeah the issue is inside that's right okay so our entire medical system in the west unfortunately treats symptoms yeah not the cause the reason why I got rid of my uh, my uh, private health cover 
It ain't work. It's not there to keep me healthy. It's there to make money, which I get and I cop. I'm going to manage my own risk. I'm going to make sure I'm going to look after myself. Yep. And all the information in the world is right here. Yep. If you know, just look, search, sort, uh, have a strategy, implement the, the plan, execute it, you're good. Yeah. But in the same vein, well, so what you're telling me is a Chinese, like an Eastern Chinese doctor who the Western medical establishment would say is a kook and has no qualifications has prescribed you a natural way of fixing your problems, which has solved your problems, which yep. was in direct contravention to what the Western medical system was telling you to do and making you do, which didn't fix the problem. Yep. Yeah, that's the problem but with I our medical that. system. Because we had a, yep. like, sure. we I say in Australia that our medical system is, is a public medical system and we do bulk billing and it's all free and it's great. No, it is a for-profit system. The Western medical system is for profit. That's why they treat symptoms, not root causes. Yep, I totally agree. And that's why, going back to what Nolan said, Count BTC, follow him on Twitter. Yep. Very intelligent guy. Manage your risk. Yep. Do a self-assessment. Do what's ne necessary for your family and for yourself. Yep. And at, at whatever cost... Okay, and you'll probably find that the best way to do it is the cheapest way to do it. Look after your health, yep. <laughs> you know, like uh, 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 research the hell out of things that you have. And look, you're going to have to compromise. I've got friends that are going through some very, very severe adverse reactions right now. And yep. there's some things that they could do that, are help, that, that could help themselves, such as none of this. Yep. Yet they're not willing to do it. Okay, well, you're probably going to get the result like, yeah. you're probably not going to get a great result out of that. Yeah. You have to take ownership of it. Because we've get just it, told uh, everyone that it. we can just take a pill to fix all of our ills. Correct. Yeah, yeah. But that's the that's thing, it. getting back to your point, that is what is so terrifying and disgusting for me about this situation with baby Will, is when it comes to managing risk, these parents have had their ability to manage the risk for their child removed from them by the state. Yeah. And that is a terrifying precedent to set. And anyone in Australia who watches this needs to be talking about this story in, this, in the same way that everyone blew up about fucking abortion rights when Roe v. Wade in America got overturned, right? Didn't affect anything over here, but everyone was going, oh, I don't want them to take my abortion rights away from me in Australia, so I'm going to protest. You should be protesting now because I'm telling you, if you don't have kids... You might not understand why I'm so upset about this. We don't need to no, but but we don't need to protest here because we have a we we are we have a system that allows us to pick. Nah, bullshit. Because our system that used to allow us to pick whether or not to be vaccinated for COVID nineteen changed the rules, and the only reason that why they changed the rules 100%. was because people allowed them to. So I but want everyone raise money to get Will to bring to Australia because Australia can do it. Well, I don't. Well, they can't now. The courts, the courts of yeah. Well, the courts have already taken fucking yeah. possession of the kid, man. That's the disgusting yeah. thing. So we we get taught in Australia. But there's no point in protesting here. I don't like. See, I, I, Why not? I hate the Australian. No, no, I hate the Australian protest on stuff that happens because we it comes often here. Get caught. No, no, we often get caught up in things that happen overseas, and we have no understanding of what our own rule is. The yeah. Roe v. Wade protests we're yep. insane that we don't have them we don't have that so why 
protesting here was was a waste of time. We don't we don't have those rules. But at the very least, it sets a very clear uh, precedent of this is what people in this country think about this issue. So when Big Pharma comes over to this country and goes, hey, let's do this, and they already know people have already protested about it, it at least lets, it sets the agenda beforehand. Because what I, what I do not accept is sitting back and waiting again and then protesting after the rights have already been taken away again. Because we already tried that during the pandemic with vaccines, it failed. And then now, this is something else. We have an opportunity now. We've seen this, we should disagree with this, and we should condemn this, and we should make sure that this, if this ever even gets spoken about happening in Australia, that we should keep the right to choose and not have that taken away. Because if we don't voice I... our concerns, it will be taken away. Yeah. I also think you should be setting yourself up to make sure that you're not in a position where that can happen. Mate, you cannot set yourself up to not have a premature baby. No, uh, look, I, I I get it. It's a very extreme case. You know, um, if that if Will was in Australia, problem's gone. Maybe. Maybe for now. Try in 12 months' yeah. time. Look how but quickly I, things I, change I, in the pandemic, dude. I don't... Yeah. Don't make up rules that haven't happened yet. I, I I get it's a touchy subject, but you need to be like, let's take let's take some ownership of it. It does suck. It a hundred percent it sucks. I get it. It, it sucks. But but um, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be marching down the street for that in Australia. I would be if I was in New Zealand. Yeah, hundred percent. I'd march. But mm. in Australia, I'm not. They need, they need to change the rule. We've got a, our rules are fine. Well, we, we saw how all the Western nations moved in lockstep to do things like lockdowns, things like vaccine mandates, things yep. like closing borders. So I feel like it would be naive to assume that a decision like this will not move around to the other Western countries. Yep. I also think, though, that the, the no systems have changed no matter how much protests have happened. The systems have not changed. It's you, or, or, sorry, they will, but in two, three, four, five years' time. Um, look, it, it does. it is going to take some pressure, but I think we're going to be smart about it. Fair enough. Uh, how we get it across. All right, on that totally morbid note, let's leave it there. Thanks very much for joining us, guys. We'll see you next week.